Act Three of The Rocket by Arthur Wing Pinero. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three Coming Down Like a Stick. Scene Room in the Lord Gordon Hotel, Dover. Up the stage centre at back, a large open window, looking out onto balcony and marine view. Up stage right, a door. Up stage left, a door below door left of fireplace. Armchair before fire, left centre. Up stage centre, table and two chairs right. Down stage, a sofa. Down stage left, a bell pull. Practical locks on both doors, important. Evening light. Music at rise of curtain. Mabel is discovered on balcony. Chatwood laying white cloth. I beg pardon, sir. Louder, there being no response. I beg pardon, sir. Eh? Mabel turns and comes to entrance to room. Do you want me? Beg pardon, sir. What time will you dine? What time is it now? Chatwood, referring to clock on mantelpiece. A quarter past five, sir. How slowly the time passes. I'll not dine till eight. Chatwood. Producing cart from breast pocket. What would you like, sir? Everything very nice at this time of year? Anything you please, good, bad, or indifferent. I'll see to it that you have it, sir. Mabel returns to balcony. Chatwood comes to door right. Mabel utters an exclamation. Good gracious, I can't be mistaken. Waiter. Mabel comes into room quickly. Yes, sir. A lady has just entered the hotel. A young lady. Tell her there is a visitor here of the name of Mabel. Certainly, sir. Chatwood goes off door right. I wonder if my eyes have deceived me. Now I come to think of it, what on earth should Miss Walkinshaw be doing at Dover? And alone, too. Surely Joslyn, who knew of my journey, would have asked me to take charge of her, or at any rate have mentioned the matter to me. By Jove, I'm forgetting I'm five and fifty and don't wear spectacles. I'd better stop the waiter. He crosses to centre as Chatwood enters. I've told the young lady, sir. She's coming up. The deuce she is. I'm afraid I may have made a mistake, waiter. Too late now, sir. Here is the lady. Florence enters door right. I'm right. I don't need spectacles after all. Florence, advancing. Mr. Mabel. Mabel, to Chatwood. Don't stay, waiter. To Florence. What an extraordinary accident. Chatwood, aside, at door right. An accident? Same old dodge. It's wonderful what accidents do happen 
in this here hotel. Goes out. You're, You're the, the last person, person I, expected I expected to meet at Dover. Eh? I said you are the last person I expected to find here. I said that too. And what does bring you to Dover? Don't think me rude or unkind, Mr. Mabel. I can't. I mustn't tell you. It's a secret. Don't tell me anything. You shall know all about me instead. I'm going to Paris. To Paris? Mabel, smiling. Hello. I think you have told me something. You're going to Paris. Florence, perplexed. Oh, what shall I do? I travel by the ten o'clock boat. The ten o'clock boat? There you go again. You will let the cat out of the bag. You are going by the ten o'clock boat. Florence, sitting on sofa, crying. Oh, Mr. Mabel, I don't want anybody to know. Mabel, on her left, patting her shoulder kindly. Come, come, come. Nobody will know except myself, the captain and all the passengers, and perhaps the stewardess. I'm afraid you're in some trouble. What about Jocelyn? Isn't he to know? Florence, sobbing. Oh, no, no, no. Please don't tell him. Very well, I won't on one condition. Jocelyn is a friend of mine, and a fine, honest lad. Now I'll respect your secret. That's for your sake. She takes his hand gratefully. And I'll stick to you till I see you safely disposed of in Paris. That's for Jocelyn's sake. She rises. No, not a word. I'm very firm. You're very kind. Fiddle-dee-dee. The first thing to be done is that you should take off your hat and cape and rest while I smoke my pipe on the balcony. Florence, smiling and taking off hat, etc. I suppose it's of no use my saying no. Goes to sofa and sits. The second, that you dine with me here at eight o'clock. Florence, despondingly. I shan't be able to eat. I didn't say eat. Half the people who dine never eat. Now, I'll leave you. If your eyes are not closed in five minutes, I'll storm the place down. What makes you so like a father to me? Mabel, patting her head. Florence. Won't you tell me? I have told you. The reason is all in that little name, Florence. He goes up and out on balcony. I wish I could tell him everything, but I'm afraid he would try to reason with me. Men always get the best of women by their dreadful habit of reasoning, as if the grandest actions in the world weren't done without any reason whatever. She throws herself on the sofa. I will try to rest. Closes her eyes wearily. Ah, oh, the moment I close my eyes, I begin to think of Jocelyn. Poor Jocelyn. I wonder if he is very much cut up. I hope he isn't. No, I hope he is. I... She falls asleep. There is a moment's pause, and then voices are heard distinctly in the adjoining room. What a small room for four of us. Mind the little dog, Adolphus. 
I wish it had looked over the sea. It might revive the Chevalier. Sorry the Chevalier's so beastly seedy. Try weed on the jetty, Chevalier. No, I'll not allow him to smoke in his condition. All I want is to be allowed to lie down here with my face to the wall. I will never leave you. The voices cease as Florence starts up from the sofa. What's that? They're following me. Lady Hammersmith, Jocelyn. Looking round in a daze. Oh, I thought I heard Lady Hammersmith's voice. Mabel enters room from balcony and comes down left centre. Come, come, this isn't resting. Florence, going to him. I... I have been dreaming. I thought I heard voices which seemed familiar to me, and then I must have started up. Rosaline laughs, and there is an indistinct murmur from room left. Of course, some noisy people in the next room. He rings bell. I must find you some quieter resting place. Half the people in this world seem bent on disturbing the other half. There, there. Why, you are all of a tremble. Chatwood enters door right. A waiter, show this lady to a room where she can rest without being disturbed by noisy neighbors. Mm, yes, sir. Certainly, sir. Will you come this way, ma'am? Mabel to Florence. Wind along, and you shan't be roused again till eight o'clock. How good you are! How good you are! She is followed by Chatwood, out of door right. Leadenhall, from room left. A capital idea. I know what will pull him round. Mabel, turning. Why, I recognise that voice. Yes, a brandy and soda, and not too much beastly soda. If that's not Lord Leadenhall, I'm a Dutchman. What does he do at Dover? Here's another complication. If he sees Florence here, her secret, poor girl, is no longer in my keeping. No, I must explain matters to Leadenhall without delay. He goes to door left and turns handle. Locked, of course. I might have known that. He knocks. There is no response. Perhaps it would be more polite to go round and find his room. Yes, I'm sure it would. Crossing to door right. Dear me, how people do turn up in strange places. The world's very, very small. He goes out, door right. Directly he has gone, the door left is opened from the other side by Chatwood. Chatwood, entering. Don't know who could have knocked, sir. There is no one here. Leadenhall enters, still carrying dog. I'm sure I heard a rap at the door, and someone turned the handle. It's a beastly liberty. Rosaline enters. Oh, what a comfortable room. So much better than ours. Look, Matilda, here is the sea. Rosaline goes on to balcony, followed by Leadenhall. Lady Hammersmith enters. This is the apartment we should have had. They don't guess who we really are. This is the result of travelling incognito. I beg pardon, ma'am. We didn't know you were anybody. What? 
I mean anybody in particular. <clears throat> I'll go downstairs and see if I can get your room changed. Goes out, door right. Rosaline comes down. How is the dear Chevalier? Is he still so nervous? Nervous? No. Why should he be nervous? Gout in the tooth, he says it is. Yes, dear, a family complaint he inherited with his estates. Chevalier, come here. I'm certain the sea breeze will revive you, dear Chevalier. Rosaline goes up on balcony. Lady Hammersmith re-enters room, left. Rosaline, on balcony, to Leadenhall. Adolphus! Yes, love? Be careful. You will drop the little Caesar over the balcony. Oh, no, Rosie. Lady Hammersmith enters, leading Walkinshaw, who is in travelling attire. He has a cloth cap drawn over his eyes and a muffler up to his nose. Are you better? Not much. First ascertaining that Rosaline is out of the way, he pulls down the collar of his coat. His hair is cut and his face clean-shaven. He is pale and mean-looking. How do you think I'm looking? Very like the first Napoleon. I feel the resemblance. I should like to view distant France from the end of the jetty. I think a stroll would pull me together. Come on, then. We will stroll. No, I don't think we will stroll. I think I will stroll. You are tired of my society? Matilda, you wound me. There seems to be a general conspiracy to wound me. It's because you've been so incessant in your attentions that I want you to rest. Ever since we fell together on the doorstep of the house in Portman Square, you have never left me. You must have been mad to have rushed from your Matilda. When the hairdresser came, you never left me. When the doctor came, you never left me. When... Lady Hammersmith, clinging to him. No, and I never will leave you. Never, never, never. Rosaline re-enters room from window. Won't the Chevalier come on to the balcony? He is still very much upset, probably at revisiting the land of his former fortunes. Walkinshaw, with a groan, runs to sofa and throws himself upon it, face to the wall, to Lady Hammersmith. Oh, keep her away, keep her away. Poor Chevalier. Let me speak to him of France. No, no, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Lady Hammersmith to Rosaline. Thank you very much, dear, but somehow he cannot endure anybody but me. Rosaline, tapping Lady Hammersmith's cheek playfully. Ah, that is a hint, Matilda. Well, lovers must be indulged. Lady Hammersmith, looking down bashfully. Oh, no, it isn't that at all, dear. Don't forget you are in a stranger's room, Matilda. Come along, Adolphus. Aside. I should like to see his face for a moment, though I dare say it is an ugly one. What a lover to have. What a lover to have. <laughs> 
<laughs> Adolphus, come along. Adolphus? Yes, Rosie. She goes off, laughing to herself, left, followed by Leadenhall. Lady Hammersmith, coming to side of sofa. We are alone. Walkinshaw, sitting up, much relieved. Oh, that's all right. Lady Hammersmith, sitting beside him. You don't seem to have taken to Rosaline. Yes, I have taken to Rosaline. I've taken a great dislike to Rosaline. But why? I don't like her face. I don't like her voice. Don't like her manner. She's in the way. In the way? She's my companion, my protector. Bosh, tush, sure, pooh. Chevalier. Walkinshaw, rising. Companion, protector. Where's mine? I came alone. You're a man. You're another. I mean, you're a widow. A widow should be careful. A widow generally is. Running away with a man is no trifling matter. Not for the man. Lady Hammersmith, proudly. When I married the alderman, everybody knew it. Everybody knew it. Walkinshaw, rising and going up. Everybody will know it now if you're not quieter. This is too bad. You have enticed me away from London, and now you wish to deprive me of my friends? Heartless. Cruel. You're like all the men. <laughs> <laughs> A good job, too. Ah! Bah! <laughs> Lady Hammersmith, crying, goes up stage and out onto the balcony. Walkinshaw, aside. Cantankerous old cat! Crosses left centre. Lady Hammersmith, from window. I feel inclined to throw myself into the sea. Aren't you frightened? Yes. Aside. That you won't do it. Crosses and seats himself in armchair left centre. What a miss, I mean. Oh, if only she'd give me a chance of slipping back to London. Not for one second has she let me out of her sight since she tripped me up on the doorstep of the house in Portman Square. What a mess, I mean. Just as I was going up in the world, going up like a rocket, to think that Rosaline, whom I thought was with the angels, devil take her, should turn up. If I fall into the clutches of that she-devil, I'm cooked. If I can only sneak away from this objectionable old woman before Rosaline recognises me, that'll be a point saved. I can easily lie quiet till Joslyn has married Florence, and then, for the sake of the family credit, they'll hush up my misfortunes looking over the back of his chair towards Lady Hammersmith. 
she's looking the other way can i manage it he rises and walks on tiptoe over to door right as he reaches centre lady hammersmith turns sharply and meets him left centre where are you going i'm going to get a little fresh air you'll have plenty of fresh air on board the boat walkinshaw turning away with a groan aside she knows i can't walk off that boat ah what a mess i'm in sits in armchair left centre lady hammersmith coming down to him chevalier oh chevalier nay it's time i gave you your christian name fitzgerald we've had our first little lover's quarrel our first tiff in a kittenish way shall we be reconciled taking both his hands shall we make it up walkinshaw releasing himself matilda don't the real owner of this room might return let's be particular the waiter has gone to ask him to place it at our disposal oh fitzgerald it's worth while to quarrel if only for the sake of this happy reconciliation shall we quarrel always when we're together yes there is a knock at door right <gasps> a knock at the door if it's the owner of the room explain who we are she runs off on to balcony the knock is repeated then the door opens and jocelyn enters breathlessly jocelyn looking round but not seeing walkinshaw the bookkeeper told me this was the room there is no young lady here ah oh, confounded i hope i haven't lost scent again oh i'm almost knocked up he sits wiping his brow right of table walkinshaw peeps over back of chair Joslyn, oh the devil he sinks down again as lady hammersmith looks in at the window aside who's that sitting at the table i wonder she advances a step softly <gasps> oh it's Joslyn. in a fright he's tracked us here he is so violent he'll hurt fitzgerald what shall i do she creeps softly towards door left walkinshaw watching her round his chair she goes out door left walkinshaw rises now's my chance he is sneaking round back of stage to right door when door left through which lady hammersmith has just passed is sharply closed and locked jocelyn starts up with the sound and sees walkinshaw what's that who are you good gracious the chevalier what have you done to yourself never you mind let me pass let me pass let you pass yes when you have rendered an account of your movements to me oh i know why you're here you have followed her to dover i have followed no one to dover you have sir you see i am only a little behind you you're always a little behind me i say you have followed your victim to this hotel my victim 
Yes, she's in your clutches. Is she? I think I'm in hers. You don't know that she sent me a letter previous to her flight from London. She did? She did. Walkinshaw, aside. Oh, the treacherous old cat. Shakes fist at door left. I formed the idea that Paris was to be her destination. I started in pursuit. I reached Folkestone at half-past five. I found I was on the wrong scent and took the train to Dover. Give her up to me, do you hear? I'll not leave this hotel without her. Walkinshaw, seizing him warmly by the hand. My dear sir, she's yours. You shall have her. Take her away. She's yours. Pointing to door left. In that room. Jocelyn takes step to right. With Lord Leadenhall and Madame Fabriquette. Lord Leadenhall and Madame Fabriquette? What do they do here? They were to have been best man and bridesmaid. The best man and bridesmaid? Where? When? How? In Paris, at our wedding. At your wedding? Why, you scoundrel, you're her father. Am I? She's old enough to be my mother. Mr. Walkinshaw, you are not sober. I am. You're not. Walkinshaw, seizing his arm. I am. You stand a bottle of champagne in the bar and see the difference. Jocelyn shaking him off. Don't touch me. I'll make up my mind what to do with you when I've seen Florence. Stand aside and let me speak to Florence. Florence? You don't know what you're talking about. You've just left Florence. Where? In Portman Square. She's in that room. She isn't. You're mad. I'm going. Jocelyn stops him firmly. Mr. Walkinshaw, I don't want to injure an old man. You should have thought of that this morning. But as sure as we are sinners, you especially, I'll shake the life out of you if you deceive me any longer. Where is Florence? I don't know. On my honour as a gentleman. Jocelyn releases him and falls back. Then what do you mean by telling me that? Jocelyn catches sight of the hat and cape lying on table. Why, you scoundrel, here are Florence's hat and cape. What? Look, do you think I could not recognise that hat amongst a thousand? Come here. He seizes Walkinshaw and drags him up to door left, turning the handle. Florence! Florence! Are you there? It is I, Jocelyn. Knocking at the door violently. Let me in, whoever is in this room. I will come in. Walkinshaw, clinging to him frantically. No, no, don't, don't. You don't know what you're doing. Joslyn, my boy, there's a lady there I don't particularly wish to see. Dragging him away from door. Joslyn, I've been a little bit wild in my time. Boys will be boys. We must all sow our wild oats. My wild oats are locked up in that room. Don't let them out, Joslyn, don't. There's a whole bushel basket full of them. Sinks on his knees before Joslyn. Explain yourself. What's the matter with you? Walkinshaw, 
rises. I came here with your mother. We were to cross to Calais tonight and to be married on the quiet in Paris. Jocelyn, indignantly. You infernal scoundrel. Don't be angry. It was an affair of the heart. Love's young dream. You felt it yourself, Jocelyn. But I've found out my mistake, and I don't think the old lady's the sort of party calculated to make me happy. You, you heap of selfishness. She's too good for you. Yes, she's too good for me. I'll leave her for someone else. I'll give her away at the altar myself. I'll do everything handsomely. But where is Florence? I don't know. Upon my soul, I don't. Jocelyn, producing Florence's letter. Read that. Your daughter's handwriting. Walkinshaw, reading letter. Oh, my goodness. What ingratitude, after all, I've done for her. Chatwood enters door right. If you please, sir, I can't find the gentleman who took this room. Waiter, where is the young lady who was here a short time ago? The young lady, sir. She's in room number 27 on the floor above. This way, sir. Chatwood goes out. Jocelyn follows him. Walkinshaw follows Jocelyn. Jocelyn to Walkinshaw. Be good enough to remain where you are. I won't. If my daughter is in this hotel, I insist upon seeing her. You can't keep a father from his child. It's inhuman. When I've found her, you shall see her. But I've not done with you, Chevalier, and I'm going to turn the key in this door. No, don't. Jocelyn goes out. The key is heard to turn. Walkinshaw, on his knees, speaks through the keyhole, coaxingly. Jocelyn, let me out, let me out. Let me out, I want to speak to you one word. Let me out, Jocelyn, and I'll make it worth your while. Jocelyn, I can teach you a trick or two at Ecarté or Lonsconnet. I can give you a splendid tip for the Célégeur. He rises. He's gone, beast. What a mess I mean. I'm cooked, and I shall be served up to the police. Oh, what a sad end, when I've always been so particular not to mix with the police. What's that? Door left opens. Lady Hammersmith enters, closing door after her. Where's Joslyn? You can't get out. He's locked the door. Why? To prevent my following him, the coward. Chevalier, do you know that Florence has run away from Portman Square and is in this hotel? Yes, everybody seems to be in this hotel. Do you know, too, that she is going to Paris? Yes, everybody is going to Paris. Who told you about Florence? A gentleman who happens to be stopping here. Another man stopping at this hotel. What a business they are doing here. Is he going to Paris too? 
yes he is thought so oh what a business they will do in paris who is he a friend of mine a mr mabel walkinshaw leaping out of his chair what a friend of mine a passenger by the ten o'clock boat mr mabel john mabel yes john mabel do you know him yes no oh he sinks into chair fitzgerald what is the matter with you keep him away i don't want to know any more men i don't want to make any fresh acquaintances why he's a very nice man with a great sorrow so am i so am i so am i he's on his road to paris in search of a missing brother and daughter where is he in our room we are in his walkinshaw rising ah he runs up stage and out on balcony looking down thirty feet at least that won't do door left opens and john mabel enters comes down left putting pipe on mantelpiece and is just turning up stage as walkinshaw appears in room from off the balcony mabel coming face to face with walkinshaw great heavens joshua joshua that's fitzgerald walkinshaw my brother joshua mabel after all these years your brother oh gracious what will become of me <gasps> there is a pause after which walkinshaw extends his hand to mabel what john you've come back we'd almost given you up john what is the meaning of this assumed name your long silence things have been very quiet i haven't had any news john where is my child the solemn charge i reposed in you seventeen years ago uh, what little flo didn't you know jack i've been a second father to her i've brought her up as my own child as your own child doesn't my daughter know that her father lives she knows that i live jack it was so very uncertain whether you'd ever return from india i thought it best not to bother her with a bereavement it has worked wonderfully well jack i shouldn't disturb things i'd let him alone jack i would indeed then when i meet my florence after all these years she will treat me as a stranger as one of whom she knows neither good nor ill my place has been usurped and by you and my child may hate me he sinks into chair and covers his face with his hands walkinshaw to lady hammersmith matilda lady hammersmith glaring yes fitzgerald crossing to mabel mr mabel you don't see your way clear yet i believe this wretch's motive has been mean and dishonourable ask the girl herself what she knows ask florence mabel looking up my florence your florence his florence our florence 
You say she's here? Find her. Mabel, rising. Here. Don't tell me that Florence Walkinshaw, the girl whose hand I have held in mine, is... <sighs> Your daughter, John Mabel. Wake up, man. Ah! Oh. The door right opens, and Jocelyn enters. Mabel, going to Jocelyn. Jocelyn! Mr. Mabel! Where is Florence? Take me to her. Don't keep us apart a moment longer. Where is she? I demand to see her. Come with me. John Mabel and Jocelyn go out of door right. Walkinshaw is about to follow when Lady Hammersmith catches him by the collar and stops him. No, you don't. Don't be ridiculous, Matilda. I'll be back in ten minutes. <laughs> if you're back in ten years when once I've left you, you may think yourself lucky. So, you don't like Rosaline Fabriquette's face, don't you? Or her voice? Or her manner? And you try to disguise your ugly face, you villain? Throws him off. Matilda, you're not going to make a nasty police case of it, are you? Don't cringe to me. Ask her. Huh? Ask Joshua Mabel's lawful wife, my friend, Rosaline Fabriquette. Rosaline! No, no, Matilda. Don't give me up to her, and I'll confess everything. Oh, she's a tartar. She led me a dreadful life when we were together. Rosaline! You've seen her smile. I've seen her show her teeth. You've seen her in her fineries. She's a demon in curl papers. Don't! Rosaline! Rosaline, off stage left. I'm coming, Matilda. Oh! He throws himself on sofa. Lady Hammersmith standing over him. Rosaline enters, followed by Leadenhall, who still nurses the dog. Lady Hammersmith, going to Rosaline, centre. Rosaline, we are the two most unhappy women. Pointing at Walkinshaw. Look at that wretched object. Matilda! The monster upon whom I've wasted the affections of my mature years. The Chevalier Walkinshaw? Ah, the Chevalier Bosch. That is Joshua Mabel. <gasps> the man who has stolen his brother's child. The wretch who has deceived me. Your husband, Rosaline, whom you thought dead and buried. There he is. There is a pause. Let me go to him, Matilda. Walkinshaw, without moving, utters a suppressed groan. Oh. Lady Hammersmith steps back. Rosaline advances to Walkinshaw and taps him on the shoulder. Joshua. No answer. Joshua Mabel, my husband. Walkinshaw very slowly sits up and faces her. Walkinshaw, mildly. What, Rosie? He puts out his hand. She snatches hers away. 
Well, this is a surprise. So, you are not dead, then? No, not yet. Nor buried? No, neither are you, Rosie. What have you done with your moustache and whiskers? You are more ugly than ever. Seizes him by throat. You're plainer than you used to be. Ah! She puts her hand on his coat collar. He rises. Rosaline drags him down, left centre. Rosie, Rosie, you're not going to make a nasty, nasty law business of this, are you, Rosie? No, I shall correct you myself. When? When? In his ear, speaking through her teeth. When I get you home. Oh. Leadenhall, who has been stolidly looking on. Well, this is beastly. All the chappies will make fun of me when I get back to town. Never mind, Adolphus. As you English say, wait. Turning to Walkinshaw. And hope. Walkinshaw, faintly, and sinking into chair. Oh. Leadenhall, throwing dog to Rosie. Here, you take the beastly beast. Mabel and Florence enter door right, followed by Jocelyn. Ah, Lady Hammersmith, my pilgrimage is ended. Here is my daughter. Yes, and my son, too. Lady Hammersmith goes to Jocelyn and Florence. Mabel comes to Walkinshaw. As for you, sir, this young man here has told me what he knows of your rascally history. But considering that you have, notwithstanding all your villainous plots and plans, restored my child to me safe and sound, I forgive you, and I advise all in this room to extend a similar compassion to you. Lady Hammersmith? Lady Hammersmith rises from sofa and crosses to Mabel. I am so thankful to be rid of his bigamous attentions that I forgive him. Florence, my child? In the midst of my great happiness, Papa, I remember only his acts of kindness, and from my heart I forgive him. I'm so delighted to find that he is not your father nor mine, Florence. I forgive him. Madame Fabriquette? Lady Hammersmith, hastily. Mr. Mabel? Lady Hammersmith whispers in Mabel's ear. Good gracious! That lady, his wife? Yes, Mr. Mabel, his wife. Though I never knew of your daughter's existence. Then shall we say we forgive the rascal all round? Walkinshaw starts up indignantly, nobly. Never! Sir, I scorn your forgiveness. My conscience is my reward. I have rendered a service to everyone present. Pointing to Jocelyn. I have provided an estimable wife for that young man. Pointing to Leadenhall. I have saved that young man from marrying a shrew and a termagant. Pointing to Lady Hammersmith. I have taught that silly old lady a lesson she will never forget, and... 
I return her to her guardian as good as new. To Mabel. I have cared for your daughter as tenderly as if she had been my own. Yes, by concealing from her her name and parentage, so that when she married a rich husband, you could share her good fortune. I admit it, sir. I admit it. It was the only provision I could make for my declining years. Thrift and providence have been my one fault, and you, sir, have robbed a brother of the savings of a lifetime. I don't envy you, sir. I have gone up like a rocket, and have come down like a stick. Still, there is dignity even in a fallen ruin, and if I require forgiveness... Pointing to audience. I shall ask for it here. Music. Curtain. End of Act 3. End of The Rocket by Arthur Wing Pinero.